Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we are starting a new series. Uh, I've been waiting on this series, very excited about starting this series called With Good. It's going to be a three-week series. Um, and next week we're going to talk about do good with kindness, right? Um, and it's, don't miss. I'm just going to tell you, don't miss. Um, but today I want to talk to you about surfing and fighting old men. Surfing and fighting old men, and it is... Dumb relative, that title. So um, you just need to understand. Um, today, as we jump right in, um, our text is going to be found in Romans chapter 1, um, the first chapter of Romans. And I want to give you a little bit of homework today. Um, we believe in being students and studiers of God's Word. So I want to just, man, encourage you, read the book of Romans this week. It is a really scary, relative, applicable uh, book of the Bible, especially for us as followers of Christ right now, um, and what our environment is and our culture is. Uh, unfortunately, our culture is very similar right now to the Roman culture, right? There's a lot of things that are going on um, that we thought in a million years would never happen that we find ourselves in the midst of. And so in Romans chapter 1, Paul is talking to the Christians, to the followers of Christ, and, and he's encouraging them, and he's giving them kind of a roadmap of how to live their lives. And in the first chapter, he doesn't go uh, very long without addressing the issue that they're facing in the society that they are living in. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, he says this, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. Sound familiar? And they disobey their parents. Parents, sound familiar? Anyways, um, we're going to keep going. They refuse to understand. They break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. And worse yet, they encourage others to do them. Man, that sounds, so, that sounds like our culture right now. Let's just be honest. That sounds like our world. And in fact, earlier on in the chapter, it says that they traded the truth about God for a lie. They traded what they know to be true for something they wish to be true. And just because we wish for something to be true doesn't make it true. And so Paul is talking about just the Roman culture, the Roman society that these Christians are finding themselves in. And we're talking the Romans did grotesque, evil, horrible, horrible things that we say, well, that may be a little bit of a push, but can I tell you, I'm having discussions with my kids now, with my teenage daughters that I never planned on having when we had them. We're having to discuss things and talk about things and talk about, man, what the Bible says versus what culture says. And um, it's how do you and I respond living in the culture we live in? Because we're called to live in this culture a certain way. And here becomes a tendency. 
right? We say, well, we're just going to fight fire with fire. Really? Is that, is that what the Bible says? Right? Well, we're going we're gonna to keep boycotting Target and Starbucks. How's that working? <laughs> we're going to boycott Disney. Oh, how they, they're feeling it as they build their 5,000th amusement park, Right? And hear me, today it's not, if, if you've been coming to Foundation Church, you know this about me. I'm not, I am all about standing up and standing for what is right and speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. But that's the key, speaking the truth in love. And Paul doesn't go in and he doesn't say, okay, all you guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to boycott Pharaoh, I mean, the emperor and the Roman government. We're going to boycott Caesar and every, no, 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 no. He doesn't say that. He also doesn't say this. He doesn't say, hey, go build a commune. And a safe place and just hunker down and hide. Our church will never build a commune. If you're wondering, that's not, a, we're, we're crazy, but we ain't crazy, scary crazy, right? Like, nah. They didn't, he doesn't say, hey, just gripe about it, right? Because here's what I hear all the time. Well, this, this world, and, and if you grew up in church, you, you've heard this. This world's going to hell in a handbasket. What's that mean? Why a handbasket? Like I could think of a lot better things than a handbasket. And so Paul is, is, is sitting there. He is aware. I'm aware of what our kids and what we are facing and what the issues are of our day and of our time. And here's what Paul says to, to the Christians that we are supposed to do, found in Romans chapter 12, verse 21. He says this, don't be overcome by evil. Don't let it overwhelm you, right? But overcome evil with good, with good. And this is the instruction, and this is the strategy. I feel like pinky in the brain on how we take over the world, right? Like, this is how you and I overcome the culture we find ourselves in. And I want to charge you with this. We conquer evil by doing good. We conquer evil not by griping, not by hiding, not by living small, timid lives. We conquer evil by doing Good, right? This word overcome from the Greek comes from a Greek word called nika, which means to conquer or overwhelm. So Paul is saying this don't be overwhelmed, don't be conquered by everything you're facing. Parents, don't get defeated and don't get conquered and don't get overwhelmed by everything your teenager and your young child is facing. Teenagers, don't get conquered and don't get overwhelmed by all the temptation and what the new norm is. I hate that term, new norm, right? Shut up. Um, anyways, <laughs> don't get conquered by it. But there's a better way. You are called to conquer evil by doing good. We are called to be trendsetters and tone setters instead of the tone and the world be setting to us. That's what Paul is saying. Don't live your life in neutral, right? Don't go hiding. Don't, don't just, man, if I go into a room, right, and I don't know anybody, I am, it's like my extrovert comes out even more. Because I'm like, let's see who all I can meet, what kind of fun stories I can find out. I'm like, Buddy the Elf. I'm like, hi, I'm Justin. What's your favorite color? You know, I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's this whole awkward moment. 
But some of us, we do this, right? You get into a wall. And some of you, maybe you did this today when you came into Foundation Church. It's your first time. You're waiting for your one friend you knew here. And until you found that person, you sat against a wall and you pulled out your security blanket called your cell phone, right? And you scrolled. And you're like, don't talk to me. I don't know you. And I want to or you acted like you were texting, or your phone's off and you're acting like you're talking, right? Like you're just, you've done these things. I've done, you know, like that, that's not me. Because here's why. Because I don't want, I don't want something to happen to me. I don't want life to happen to me. I want to happen to life. Can I tell you, and I believe with all my being, that's exactly what Paul is saying here. He's saying, hey, don't be overwhelmed and don't get conquered by everything that's happening around you, but go happen to this world. Go happen to your life instead of life happening to you. But for too long, the strategy for Christians has been this. Well, just don't do anything bad. Right? Just, just don't sin and you're doing okay. Can I tell you, that is a horrible strategy to live life with. That sucks. Let me tell you something else that sucks. Our Oreo Thins. Let me just, let me say something. This is the biggest poser that there is. I have used Oreos in probably more sermon illustrations than any other thing. Yes, let the big dog, but not this, right? Best Oreo cookie out is double stuff Oreos. Change my mind. Change my mind. Hey, I like mega stuff. Okay, it's a little too much, right? But Oreo, you get double of the good stuff. Like not just like the OG Oreo. Okay, I can, I can get with you on that. But the double stuff is another level. It's just right. It's just, I don't even need milk. I can just eat it. What the heck is this? You took the good stuff out of the cookie. Right, this is just a brown biscuit. The good stuff's missing. And I tell you, some of us as followers of Christ, this is what our life looks like. We're not engaged in the good stuff. Man, the fun stuff, the good stuff is not being overwhelmed by everything you're seeing happening around you, but it's to go and happen to your life and to overcome evil by doing good. We don't overcome evil by, do, by not sinning. We don't overcome evil by not doing anything wrong. We overcome, we overwhelm, we conquer evil by doing what is right by what is good. That's what you and I are called to. So it's not about avoiding sin. It's about engaging in God's calling and purpose for your life. That's it. And can I tell you, when you step into that, that's when the big dog gets to eat. That's when the fun starts happening. Because instead of everything happening to you, you start happening to everybody and everything. And you go into the room and you go into your business and you go into your workplace and you go into your home and you're doing good. Because here's the tendency, we love to do good to people we hardly know but don't like to do good to those we know best. And if you're not doing good at home, that's a great starting place. Man, we're called to live life with good. Conquer evil by doing good. So let me give you just a few things. Our church corporately is doing to live and be a church that is conquering evil by doing good. The first thing is this. Just last week, I was talking to Stephen Kurt. He was in our first service. Just got back from Kenya. He's our missionary we work with. We just approved five new church plants. Yes. 
We approved a new school that we're building. We approved an addition to a schoolroom that we've already built that they've run out. They're reaching so many kids. They're out of room already. And two water projects. That's what we're doing as a church right now. And here's the crazy cool thing is that that's church plant number 31 now, right? Like 31 churches in about four years of what we've seen God do. Why are we doing that? Because we aren't going to just exist on this planet, but we are gonna conquer evil by invading the darkness and doing good and pointing people to Jesus Christ. It's not just about doing good actions, it's about doing the good Christ has called you and I to do as followers of him. It's about doing what the word of God tells us that is good. That's the good word to engage in. The second thing is this, right? And here's the crazy thing. Like those churches, almost all of them are already built. Like they're already going. Like we'll have pictures next week of one of the first churches and they probably already have 50 to 75 people first week, boom. People never heard of Jesus. Their lives are being changed and transformed because you built a church to make Jesus famous and their lives being changed and we're invading evil and we're invading darkness with light. Second thing is this, Foundation Church, we're gonna be partnering with Jefferson Elementary in the Union School District this fall. About 77% of Jefferson Elementary, 77% of their students are on free or reduced lunches. And there's a lot of students and a lot of staff with a lot of different needs. They actually called us before we even moved here and said, hey, would you sponsor and would you partner with us and be one of our partnering churches? And they've asked us to come in and start helping tutoring students, having lunch with students, assisting teachers, creating after-school clubs to teach specific skill sets, to do family outreaches like Thanksgiving baskets, Christmas angel tree, an emergency family need. We're going to be doing this... And this is just, here's, gosh, this is such a cool day. So I'm talking about this, and I'm like, and we're looking to partner with Broken Arrow schools as well. In first service, the community outreach coordinator for the Broken Arrow school districts where it's here came up to me and said, let's talk this week. We need help. How awesome is that? Why are we doing this? Because I'm tired of churches complaining about teachers and administrators in the school and doing nothing to help them. Listen to me. Teachers and administrators are not the enemy. Our job is to come in and stop griping about schools and partnering with them and start doing good and start invading evil with light and darkness and joy and love and peace. Anybody can gripe about it. Let's be a church that does some good about it, right? We're just getting after it. We've got plans to build stuff on this building, outside kitchen areas, sand volleyball courts. Why? So that we can see a community come together and people have relationships. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16 says this. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Don't hide. Don't be timid. You're the light. So no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds do good, right? Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. If, we're, if we truly are the light of the world, it's time to start living like it. It's time to start acting like it. And we live like it and we act like it, not so everybody thinks we're this great person, right? But that they see what we're doing and it points to something way bigger than us. 
That's the goal. So, so how do we do this? How do we become a person? Because one thing for us to do this corporately, but can I tell you what would happen if a thousand plus people that are coming to Foundation Church went out of this place and we invaded the darkness with light? We started doing good on an everyday, every week basis. We became intentional about it. I want to give you two, uh, two, two ways of how to set the tone and live life with good. The first one is this. Don't let your feelings dictate your actions. Don't let your feelings dictate your actions. And your pastor needs a lot of help with this. When we went on our vacation to, um, where was that? Newport Beach. We went surfing. Um, I have fallen in love with surfing. I didn't know I would ever... I, I'm not that great, right? I just love it. Um, I can get on it. I can ride a wave in, and that's about it. I can't turn it. I can't ride the pipeline. I'm not, I'm not good. I'm good enough to get up on the board most of the time and ride it in, right? And so I need some more lessons, but I have a blast. And so we're out there, our last day of surfing. It's crazy crowded because the waves are really good. They're about four to five feet wave, foot waves. Um, pretty big waves, biggest I've been on. Um, and, and so... It's crowded, and when you're getting ready to grab a wave, you say, mine, right? Like, mine, like the, the birds off Nemo, right? Mine, mine, mine. Um, and if you jump when somebody else jumps, you fall off the board. Like, you're just like, okay, they got it, right? Jonathan Forrest knows exactly what I'm talking about right now because he grew up in Cali. He knows, like, Jonathan, you're with me right now. So I'm, I'm seeing a wave. I'm looking, and I'm like, mine. And so I start paddling, 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 and I get ready to hop up, and I hop up, and this old man, and when I say old, I'm talking 70. If you're 70, I love you. But, right, I think we can agree when you were in your 20s, you looked at 70 and said, that's old, right? So um, he comes in and he's like, get the, out of the way, right? And just wipes me out. Like, and I was already up. Like he's, I don't know where he came from. He comes in, wipes me out. I fall off my board. My arm grabs his leash that's connected to his surfboard from his ankle, yanks him off, and then a wave comes in and just destroys us, right? Like, I'm like, right? And so I get up. I'm kind of like, man, you know, I, I pop up, and I'm like, hey, are you okay? And all of a sudden, this old man pops up, and he starts cussing me out like I've never been cussed out in my entire life. Like he used combinations that I never thought to use in my life. Like if he was an artist, I found his spiritual gift. It is cussing. I mean, I was like, wow, I've never, I never even heard that word. What's that mean? <laughs> He went on, and I, I'm not exaggerating that. He went on for at least 25 solid seconds. That's a long time to be cussed out. And at about 27 and a half seconds, my pastor hat was off. And I swam over there, and I, he started cussing me. I go, hey! Unbeknownst to me, my best friend's son is right behind me. He's 12 years old. I have no idea that he's there. I swim over there and I put my finger in his face and I said, hey, you can talk a really big game, old man, but why don't we go on shore and see who dances better? I was so mad. 
Well, he starts going, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You can talk real big. Let's go on the beach and settle this like men. And he's like, well, I I didn't know you were going to get so mad. I go, well, shut your mouth, get on your board and either go in and get out of the water or go back, to the, go back and catch a wave. He climbed back on his board and just kind of went like this. My buddy's son swims up and goes, that was awesome. <laughs> Here's why I tell you this. Don't let your emotions dictate your actions. The good I wanted to do that guy was not good, right? I did not want to do anything with goodness in my heart towards him. And unfortunately, that story is really, really true. In fact, I waited on the beach and I just looked for him. I was like, I was so mad. I was so mad. I haven't been that mad in a long time. Here's why I tell you that. I gotta refocus because I'm getting mad telling the story right now. I hope you're watching, I do. (laughs) You know what, people are gonna make you mad. You're gonna decide to go do good today and people are gonna make you mad. People are gonna hurt you, they're gonna say hurtful things to you and your emotions are gonna wanna filter in. Hear me, I'm guilty. And you can't let your actions be dictated by your emotions. Because too many of us were emotional followers of Christ instead of disciplined followers of Christ. Right? We're, We're emotional followers of Christ instead of purposeful followers of Christ. And the Bible says this in James chapter 4, verse 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin for them. Here's how I break that down. If you don't live it, then you don't believe it. Right? Most of us, we know the good we ought to engage in. We're just not doing it because a lot of times we don't feel like it. Can I tell you, if that's your excuse, and let's just get honest, right? I didn't feel like it in that moment. That's still not a good excuse, right? I I love this quote. It says this, all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, right? And if we know the good we should do but don't do it, man, what are we doing, right? Good happens when we become intentional and purposeful about it. And so some of you, you you know the good. And Jesus said this. He didn't say just do good to those that think like you, look like you, love like you, and that you get along with. He said love your your enemies. He said pray for them. When, When it's in your power, do good to them. Ah! How are you at doing good and not just being an emotional good doer. The third thing is this, the way that we continue to do good and influence the world that we are in is don't let a bad past keep you from a with good present. Don't let a bad past keep you from a with good present. Paul, the writer of Romans, you wanna talk about somebody who had a bad past. He tried to wipe out Christianity single-handedly, right? He was, he was killing people, destroying churches, chasing Christians down. In fact, the first time that, the, that Paul wants to meet with the disciples when his life has been changed, the disciples are scared. They're like, I'm not meeting with that guy. No, this is a trap, right? They, they understood, they knew. 
And yet Paul, after his life-changing salvation moment, goes and he's the greatest church planner to ever live. He's the greatest missionary to ever live, and he writes half the New Testament. And he's the one telling us, don't be overcome, don't be overwhelmed, don't be conquered by evil, but in this last part of my life, I'm going to conquer and overwhelm evil by doing and engaging in good. It's not about my past, it's about doing good with my present. Can I tell you, all of us have a bad past. I think of Nate Gormley. If you don't know Nate, you need to get to know Nate. Nate is one of my favorite people in the world. And Nate, uh, about five years ago, I don't know where Nate is, but Nate about five years ago, he's somewhere, okay, about five years, right, somewhere in there, was uh, on drugs, dealing drugs, doing all kinds of things, running from the cops, the cops finally catch up to him. I'm giving you a really, we need to let Nate tell a story. Nate, I'm just playing, um, but... Um, <laughs> And, and, and Nate's going to jail. Nate's a dead man, really. Like, Nate's a dead man. And all of a sudden, he gets a chance to go to 12 and 12 house, turns his life around, accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. This is a really fast testimony part, by the way. Um, man, starts a company, starts, his company starts taking off. He starts hiring people that are struggling with addiction to give them meaning and purpose. Um, has a daughter, doesn't have a relationship with his daughter. He's getting ready to take his daughter to Disney World in a few months. Like, how awesome is that? Like, there's all these amazing things that are happening, and Nate went with us to Kenya in December uh, to build playgrounds for the kids that are in the Maasai Mara area. And while we're building playgrounds, we hired several of the locals to help us with digging, to help us mixing concrete, because there were a lot of holes to dig. And so um, Nate's mixing concrete, and he's just shooting the breeze with these guys and talking with them. And all of a sudden, like, I look over there, and Nate's like, this is the, the picture I see, if you've got the first picture available. Um, this is Nate talking to all the different construction guys. There's five of them there. And, like, he's just shooting the breeze and telling them the story, and they're like, there's no way. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. Like I was totally on drugs, a drug addict, and this is what Jesus did in my life and what Jesus has done for me and what he's done for me, he will do for you. And I look over there and this is what's happening next. Next slide, that they're kneeling on the ground accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And Nate's like, I don't know what to do. Come over here, Justin. Like, I don't know the right words to say. So I'm like, you did the hard part, right? I'm just batting cleanup right now. Like, this is easy. Can I tell you what Nate has learned and what several people have learned is your, your past will either be a hindrance or a testimony. And God wants to use it as a testimony instead of a hindrance. And many of you, you say, oh, I couldn't be used to do this. I couldn't be used to do that because of all that I've done in my past, how evil, how horrible I was in my past. But if you can understand what Jesus Christ did for you on a cross is way bigger and better than what you ever did in your past, man, it wipes it out every time, every time. So hear me, don't let a bad past, don't let... Divorce number one, divorce number two. The woman at the well was divorced five separate times and yet she was used to meet, to introduce her whole village to a man named Jesus who changed everything. Stop giving me the excuse I have too bad of a past to do with good in my present. God wants to use you if you will allow him to. And Paul says this, I gotta close, I gotta shut up. Kids wanna go ride rides. Galatians chapter six, verse nine through 10. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Man, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, 
we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Some of you, I believe, you're here and you're tired. All right, you've been doing good. Maybe you're worn out. Maybe you're weary. The last day, right after the old man knocked me off my board and cussed me out. The, the waves were just, they were rough, at least for this Oklahoma boy. And so getting out there at the very end of the day, man, I was just getting pummeled and beat up. And I finally get out, and I'm out of breath because I've been swimming and I've been doing all this. And I finally get out there, and I'm sitting on the board, and there's a massive wave coming that is per- perfect, perfect for me to turn around and paddle, 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 and jump up and take. But I'm wiped. I'm, t- I'm tired. And so it comes, and I'm like, this thing's going to absolutely destroy me. And it comes in, and sure enough, I'm sitting there, and it just flips me backwards. Um, and I just put my, fa- my arms over my face, because this is the moneymaker. Um, and so I put my arms <laughs> over my face. I know, I have a radio face, not a TV one, right? So, um, and I'm just, it takes me all the way back to shore. And I'm like, doggone it. And I, like, my buddy's right here, my best friend. He's like, let's go do it again. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. He's like, let's do one more. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, this is when people drown because they're tired, they're exhausted. That's what's, what I'm thinking. But I get there, and I mean, wave after wave, boom, boom, boom. Finally get out there, wait a little bit, and I turn around, perfect waves coming, paddle, 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 jump up, hit this, to me, a monster wave, right? Like probably five-foot wave. Hit it, and I ride it beautifully. All the way in, best ride of the whole trip, right? Best ride of the whole trip. I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop. But if I would have, I would have missed out on the best ride of my life. And some of you, you are tired and you're exhausted. And all I can say is keep doing good. Because here's what I believe. Just like that, the, that ocean was wave after wave after wave. If all thousand of us go out of here and we start doing good, it's going to be just like those waves in the ocean. It's going to, oh, how do we win? How do we dominate? How do we conquer evil? It's by all of us going out of this place and engaging and doing good and getting out of neutral and putting it in drive and living this life to win. I love this, and I'm closing. (coughs) John Wesley said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. In Foundation Church, that is our mission. That is our motto. It's go time. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, I just pray today that you would speak and you would move in our lives. God, some of us, we think we're disqualified because of our past, of ever doing good, of ever being able to step into the purpose and mission and call for our life because we screwed up too much. Lord, maybe some of us were here and, and, man, we're here and church has just been about all you can't do instead of all you get to do. Understand why that's not appealing. But Lord, I pray that there would be a shift in our minds. There'd be a shift in our heart, in our soul that we would understand you've called us to engage in the greatest calling 
in the greatest mission that we will ever know. And that's not to hide, and that's not to stay in neutral, and that's not to play a prevent defense or plan not to lose, but you've called us to overwhelm and conquer evil by doing good, by living a life that is filled with a with good attitude and with good action. So Lord, I pray today that you would speak to every single one of our hearts. That Lord, as a church corporately, we're gonna go forward and keep doing good. But Lord, I pray as individuals, we realize we have a calling and we have a purpose and that we would go out of this place today and do good to those that it's hard to, those that are tired. God, don't let them get tired of doing good, but let them realize their harvest is coming if they don't give up. Lord, I pray that there would just be an overwhelming of goodness that comes out of these doors and that impacts this community because we're all about living a with good life. It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, and you say, Justin, I'm here, but, but I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Some of you, maybe you're watching online and you're not where you should be at in your relationship with Here's, here's what I know. You're never going to do good if you're not good. Right? you got to get it good so that you can live a life with good. And some of us, we want to keep pretending that, that it, it's better than what it is. Can I tell you, God's got a better way for you to live this life than faking it. God wants to meet you right where you are. And so today, if you never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life, or today you need to recommit your heart to him, I'm gonna count to three and all I want you to do is raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer to change your life. Because we believe this, God sees a hand and he changes the heart. If that's you today, I'm asking for two seconds of crazy courage that will change your entire life. One, two, three, is there anyone here today? Yeah, yeah, you say, Justin, that's me, yeah. Yeah, is there anyone else? You just, you may have to raise it high so I can see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, this is my with good moment. Yeah, I see your hands up, man. There's hands all over this place. Is there anyone else? You just say, that's me, because I need to get it good so I can go live a life with good. Man, you just say, that is me. Is there anybody else? You join several, several, several hands that are lifted across this. Can I tell you, you're not alone. Two seconds of crazy courage can change everything, can change your forever. Man, don't let your past keep hindering your testimony of your presence and your future. Is there anyone else before we go any further today? You just raise your hand. Yeah, I see you, man. They're all over the place. Man, if you raise your hand, if you'd repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it and I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these several, several people a huge round of applause? What an awesome, awesome moment. Foundations Church, what an awesome way to start our week by seeing people come back to know Christ. 
I'm gonna ask our prayer team to come forward at this time. And if you're one of these individuals that raised your hands and said, hey, I, I know I'm not where I need to be, I'm gonna ask you guys to take another step. I'm gonna ask you guys to come and tell one of our prayer partners, let them know about the decision you made so they can pray with you, they can celebrate with you, they can help you find out what's your next step. Uh, if, if you're not much uh, uh, doing to that, if you're not, if you're like, ah, I don't know about that, stop by our Connect Center. We've got a team of people that would love to pray with you, give you a Bible, and just walk you through, hey, now, now what, right? Because that's, that's the starting point. It's not the end. And so what, what happens next? Um, man, I, there are some, some things that uh, we need to, to go over real quick. We've got a big day. We've got an awesome day. We've had an incredible Sunday morning. And if you guys haven't yet, there's some delicious food out there. But before we do that, we need to make sure we do it in an orderly fashion so there's no one like getting trampled, all right? So real quick, let me walk through what's going on. So we have um, a photo booth. We've got t-shirts. We've got food. We've got face painting. We've got carnival rides. All of it is absolutely free. The t-shirts, you guys have to be here on property to get a shirt. So if you are here, but your kid's like riding a ride, you can get a shirt for you and your kid. Or if like you're here and your husband's uh, getting some food, you can get a shirt for you and your husband. But it's not like, hey, my cousin in Wyoming watches. No, no, sorry. Hi, like, we love you, come visit us. Um, but you gotta be here on site to get a t-shirt. And those are available um, up front, like right as you walk out the doors to uh, your right. Also food trucks, man, we've got plenty of food but we wanna make sure that you know, you're know you not sampling a little bit of everything. So let your kids go get something and then you take the dad tax and like take a bite of their taco and like um, you can get some of the barbecue and, and just like make, make sure we're sharing so there is plenty to go around. Um, but uh, other than that, man, we want you guys to stick around, have fun, uh, enjoy the, man, what God has done from Memorial High School to us being here. And we are so excited that you guys are joining us and honored. We know that you could have been anywhere today. And so we want to say thank you for worshiping with us. If you've got a need in your life, if you want someone to pray with you, our prayer team is not down here just for the people that raise their hand. But if you've got financial need, you've got a health need, man, we believe that God is a God who answers prayers. And so come talk to one of them, let them pray for you. And, uh, man, we love you guys. Go out into the world, be found people that are finding people, making Jesus famous. You guys have a great Sunday and we'll see you next week. hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.